Thank you for tuning in to the Ultimate Coach Podcast, a companion to the transformative book, The Ultimate Coach, written by Amy Hardison and Alan D. Thompson. Each conversation is designed to be a powerful wake-up call, reminding us of what's possible for you and your life. So if you're on a journey to expand your state of being, this podcast is for you. Welcome back to the Ultimate Coach Podcast, your go-to source for insights and inspiration on personal growth and development. I'm your host, Ipek Williamson, and today I have the pleasure of introducing Don Zan, a.k.a. Dave Berman, as my guest. Through his innovative approach, Don Zan helps people uncover the power of laughter and simplicity to ignite profound transformations in their lives. What I noticed about him is that as a coach and hypnotherapist, Don Zan has a mission and his mission is clear to guide others on a journey of self-discovery and inner peace with offerings like infinity laughter and daily Danzan, he empowers people to tap into their infinite potential and embrace a simpler more joyful way of being so why don't we delve into Danzan's unique philosophy and explore how laughter and simplicity can unlock the doors to a life filled with purpose, joy, and fulfillment. Welcome, Danzan, to the Ultimate Coach Podcast. It's an honor to have you here. Thank you, Epek. That was such a delightful introduction, and, and I love that it came from you, that I didn't script words for you to read. I really appreciate that very much. Mm, you are most welcome. I see and reflect what I get. So I love having a pre-recording call with all my guests as that interaction gives me so many clues on what I would like to ask them when we record the podcast. And during the initial call we had with you, you brought up so many amazing things that I'm sure our listeners would love to hear about too. So let me start with this question. I believe everyone is curious about it. What is the meaning of your new name, Danzan, and what inspired you to choose it? Danzan is a Vietnamese word that Vietnamese people don't consider to be a name. It's just part of their vocabulary. And in English, it translates to simple. I know how to be Dave. I want to learn to be simple. So I've chosen Dunzen as my name. That was about what, eight months ago or so. And it, it came up, like it, it arose during the creation of the Simple Book of Infinity. And it was really integral to completing that book. So there's obviously a lot more to it, but I think that's the simple and direct answer to what you asked me, but I'm happy to give you more if you ask me you know, more about it. Well, we can talk about it later on, but I am curious about how Vietnamese people see you choosing a simple word, as simple as your name. How do they react to that? 
<laughs> it's funny because to them, it's it's like, wait a second, you chose the, you chose the name simple, but it's totally not simple. Like, <laughs> so I I love to play with paradox. I love to point to paradox as something that is beautiful to observe in nature, but we often mistake it for a riddle or a puzzle and we dive into it trying to solve it. Like, just let it be, just appreciate and admire it for what it is. <laughs> my my name is kind of an example of that, but Vietnamese people are very curious about me. If we're in a conversation and they're asking about my name, which is tattooed on my wrist too. My observation, like the of the feedback that I get, is that it's almost always considered endearing. Like Vietnamese people love that I've chosen Vietnamese name, just like they almost always love the fact that I refer to where we are as home, Chi Minh City. The, the official name of Saigon is Ho Chi Minh City, and to me, it's Om Chi Minh City. And so those two things are often very endearing when I meet Vietnamese people. And, and I mean, they don't come up in every conversation, but often they do. Yes, I assume it would sometimes. Yeah, it's so true, though. It's just meaning is simple, but for example, for me, pronouncing it is not simple. So... I'm, I hope I'm not butchering it. You are pronouncing it really lovely. Can you say it again? Dunzan. Yes, Dunzan. But here's the thing. The northern, central, and southern regions of Vietnam have such different dialects that often people from different regions can understand each other, which is interesting in and of itself. But when it comes to Dunzan, I've chosen to embrace the northern pronunciation, even though I live in the south. And so when I introduce myself to Vietnamese people and I say, Ten Toila Dunzan, my name is Dunzan, they if if they heard me correctly, they'll say back to me, Dunyan. And I'll say, no, Dunzan. And they'll think I'm just mispronouncing, like, you know, I'm a dumb foreigner and I don't know what I'm doing. And I'll and I'll show them this so they know what I'm saying. And they'll say, yeah, dun yen. And I say, I, I know that's the Southern pronunciation. I just prefer the way it's said in the North. And it's not like all of my learning of their language is of the Northern dialect. Like I'm 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 trying to learn Vietnamese and I, I I'm learning the Southern dialect because that's where I am. And I want to be able to have conversations where people know what I'm saying. But this one word, I just really like the way it sounds better with the North. So anyway, that's not that's simple. Yeah, that's <laughs> not mean, simple. <laughs> no, no. And that's okay. Right? Like simplicity is only as complicated as you make it. And I, I'm learning to be simple. I will forever be learning to be simple. And wherever I'm not being simple, it's because I'm making it complicated. And so I can still love that about myself and about other people. And 
<laughs> and, and paradox and it's it's all good. Yeah, lovely. Thank you. So you said you call Ho Chi Minh City as Home Chi Minh City. What yeah. excites and inspires you about living in Vietnam, in this city? How it has become your home? Tell us about that. Yeah, there's so many things. When I first got here in the middle of 2017, I thought I was only going to be here for three months to write a new book. And I had just completed a, an international speaking tour. So my idea was generate a new book and go back to traveling. But I just fell in love with being here. And I was able to get another visa and another visa. So I ended up staying for almost two years. And then I was away and COVID kept me away longer than I planned. And I came back about a year ago now. And there's there's some things that are the same for me about what I love and you know what interests and excites me about being here now compared to before, but there's also new things. So when I first got here, you know, in, in 2017, the main thing was I didn't know anybody. I didn't, I didn't know any Vietnamese. I was in the middle of a daily video series that at that point had been going for a year and a half. And I didn't know how long it would go. It turned out to go for almost three and a half years. And it was about laughter. And so when I when I first got here with like no network and no language skills and really all I could do was all I could do was like just wander around the city and laugh and play with the random strangers that I would spontaneously encounter and I would make videos from those interactions and I would I would have many more interactions that didn't become part of videos but those those interactions in the in just in restaurants and parks on the street wherever I was they taught me so much about myself and about life and about the culture here. So that was that was the beginning of falling in love with Home Chi Minh City and, and like recognize it as Home Chi Minh City. And along the way during those two years, the first two years, I wound up meeting actually quite a few people who were fluent in English. They were young adults most often, and and many of them had adopted English names. Those people became really special to me because I saw an opportunity to serve them. And so I created a public speaking class that some of these people would join and it would allow me to help them to break through some of the barriers that were largely self-imposed, you know, conditioned thinking and, and like cultural things that just sort of limited what they perceived as possible for them. And so I did some of that while I was here originally, and I really loved it. And the whole time I was away, like I said, it was it was a much longer delay coming back than I had anticipated thanks to COVID. So that long delay was like just time for me to nurture the dream of returning to serve these people even more. Like I came back here to help the fluent English speakers who are young adults to see their infinite possibility supply, their infinite opportunity supply, and to connect with them on the basis of their English being their ticket to their dreams. And so 
yeah, that continues to really ex- excite and inspire me now. And I've really expanded my network of young Vietnamese adults who are fluent in English. And then especially the ones who have adopted English names, that's where the inspiration for choosing a Vietnamese name came from. So that's a nut, like I said, it, it, they find it endearing. That That's part of why. That's beautiful. And when we talked before, you mentioned the song about love and the question that comes up in the song's lyrics. I really loved what you said about it. Would you please share the song and its meaning for you with our audience? So the song is called Is Love Enough? It's a question. It's by Michael Franti and Spearhead. And the story that I shared with you that I think you're asking me to tell goes back to like September 2008 in Golden Gate Park in San Francisco. And it was an annual festival that I was accustomed to attending at the time. And this band, Michael Frontier and Spearhead, was, was on stage performing this song, which I knew quite well, but it landed for me in a whole new way that day. And in the chorus of the song, they ask, is your love enough? Yeah, is your love enough? Yeah, is your love enough? Yeah, or can you love some more? And can you love some more just hit me so hard. Like, of course, I can always love more. And when when that struck me, I I was in the middle of this crowded field dancing with, you know, with all these other people at the festival. And I just plumped down on my ass and took off my backpack and removed my notebook. And I made my first ever free hugs sign. And I spent the rest of the afternoon exchanging free hugs with people. And then that became something that I did many times over the years in America. And I recently did it for the first few times here in Hong Chi Minh City. And and so that was that was quite amazing for me to kind of return to this old hobby, you know, like something I just do for fun sometimes and hadn't done it in a while. And so uh, reclaiming this hobby, but in a totally new environment as a totally different person than I was the last time I did it, probably like eight years ago. So yeah, so that's the song, the lyric, the story. Was there something else about that that you wanted me to say? No, you, you said it perfectly, but I really love the question, can you love some more? Yeah. It's so powerful because we can always love more. Yeah. And I see love as, as something that is infinite and our hearts are so capable of loving many, 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 many people and things at the same time simultaneously and that's so powerful i can love my child with all my heart while i can also love my husband with all my heart and i can love my parents i can love my friends i can love strangers with all my heart yeah there's no limit and it's so beautiful you're living in Vietnam and you have a Vietnamese name now. Uh, how has this cultural immersion influenced your coaching approach and personal growth? 
Okay, so that's a huge question. I would say it's influenced my personal growth first, and then the personal growth is what's driven the evolution of my coaching work. And so I don't, I don't see the culture here directly impacting my coaching work, but it's certainly, like you said, emerge immersion. So I've lived in this environment where I'm not fluent in Vietnamese by any stretch, but like I shared about arriving with no Vietnamese and not even a local network, you know, now I've got some language skills and, and you know, quite a vast network. And I've, I've seen, what is it? What's the one thing? The one thing is that I've, I've learned that everything there is to learn can be learned through experience. And in fact, it's it's never words that teach, it's always experience that teaches. So the experience that I had laughing and playing with strangers on the street and turning those encounters into videos and like over the course of three and a half years of making daily videos where every video can be the best one. Right? When you're doing it every single day, it never mattered because there was always another one the next day and another one and another one. And so I just, I, I learned a lot about self-acceptance and self-love and so, so many other things. Like The main thing though, is that we are creating our perception moment by moment. And it's just the nature of thought that gives us our point of view, our perspective, our perception, fresh and new in every moment. And I, I, I'd had that idea before I got here, but it was kind of an intellectual knowledge that I really was able to embody with deep understanding in new ways by living here, immersed in this culture. But I wouldn't say that the culture taught me that that anybody who comes here and, and lives in this culture would learn that. Well, you're going to learn whatever your experiences are, are inviting you to see. That's just what my experience kept inviting me to see. And I still see it. And it's like a primary piece of my coaching, what, I, what I'm always pointing to for my clients to see. Absolutely. Very well said. Uh, I really like how you explained it. One question that comes to my mind is, you said you did for over three years daily laughter videos, and you explored laughter more than 13 years and every day. How do you keep finding new things to share about it? Your infinite laughter supply is always available. To me, this is the first principle of laughter. And nobody taught me that. Nobody told me that. I discovered that. Laughter, the experience of laughing, taught me your infinite laughter supply is always available. Laughter also taught me if it's true about laughter, it's true about life. So that's the second principle of laughter. And what, what that showed me was in the book of being, 
we read about ontology, the word ontology, it's like the complete understanding of being. And I feel like there's an ontology of infinite supplies always is available that laughter has been teaching me. So what I see is your infinite creativity supply is always available. Like I just said, in every single moment, you're creating your perspective. So your infinite creativity supply is always available. Your infinite imagination supply is always available. Your infinite possibility supply, your infinite opportunity supply, your infinite love supply, on and on and on. But nobody told me this stuff. I just have been laughing every day. And laughter, the experience of laughing, has been teaching me these things. So that that's that's the answer to that question. Like I just I keep seeing what's new and different in my experience of laughing every day. So laughter's my best teacher. I so relate to what you said because in my life, daily life, my husband is someone who makes me laugh every day. And we're gonna celebrate our 10th anniversary. And there are a few years before that. And he keeps finding things to make me laugh. It's been years and years and it's still going. And I love it. I love that about him. So I hear you. It's just about creating and intention too. Yeah. Well, the kind of laughter that I explore is intentional laughter. It's unconditional laughter. It doesn't depend on comedy or humor or jokes. So my understanding of laughter itself, what it is, has been always evolving over these 13 plus years. You know, people say laughter is the best medicine. And like all over the world, people kind of have that idea, but it's just the same. Like for me, it's something that I know from experience. I don't usually say that phrase, but if I do, it's because I'm speaking from experience, not just, you know, repeating a, a famous phrase. Beautiful. Okay. Now, there's one question I ask to all my guests. Which one of the questions in the before you begin section of the Ultimate Coach book or on the back of the book? you see, is the one you need to focus on at this moment in time in your life? I think it's the one about generating a life of abundance. Who do I need to be to generate a life of abundance? Tell me about it. Why is that? Well, it's, it's really interesting because I see infinity everywhere, and yet I don't experience infinity everywhere. I, I know that I've got an infinite laughter supply always available, but I'm not laughing all the time. I know I've got an, an infinite creativity supply always available, and I'm creating my perception all the time, fresh and new, moment to moment, but I don't always feel creative. I, I know there's abundant and infinite love always available. There's there's infinite security. It doesn't come from the outside. It comes from the inside. And yet I don't always live in the experience of that. So 
having more consistent awareness of the abundance of love that's available to me from within and from, you know, what what appears to be outside of me and around me. And of course, you know, finances, that's a pretty prominent example of abundance that doesn't always feel like it's available, but it's not just money. I mean, it's it's all these other kinds of examples too. So like in the simple book of infinity, on the back cover, you can see this. And on the dedication page, you can see this too. It it says, we are infinite beings pretending not to be. My work here is making that simple to see. So it like infinite, it doesn't like abundant doesn't even seem like it equates to infinite. Like abundant is like a portion of infinite. Like abundant and infinite are not synonymous, I don't think. I think I think infinite is way bigger, <laughs> infinitely bigger than abundant. So if I know you are simply infinite, then of course I should simply be abundant all the time. But like everybody else, like sometimes I'm pretending not to be. So my my work is making that simple to see. When I say, you know, my name is Zen. I'm learning to be Dunzan. I'm I'm not saying like I am the simplest person you've ever met. I will forever be learning to be simple. Beautiful. Thank you. Now this brings us to my three rapid fire questions. <laughs> okay. The first one is about your role model. Who has been the most influential person in your life? Rob Bresney. Why? He wrote the book called Pronoia is the Antidote to Paranoia, how the whole world is conspiring to shower you with blessings. And that book, in 2008, I first encountered that book. And to me, it was the first book that really transformed my way of being and helped me recognize the nature of thought and had a, a huge impact on just every aspect of my life. I could give a lot of examples, but I'll just pause because I know you have other rapid fire questions. Yes. Well, it's an interesting book and I would love to share it in the episode notes so that our audience might want to check it out. The second question is, what's something you hope to achieve in the next year? I would really like to create a job for myself working offline in a company based here in Saigon, Ho Chi Minh City. I want to reduce my screen time and increase my face-to-face time with people there's a lot of benefits that would come to me as a foreigner, an expat living in this country, if I can create that kind of situation for myself. So yeah, that's definitely it. Thank you. And the third one, what do you hope to be remembered for? <laughs> you know, when I was doing those laughter videos every day, I sometimes... I sometimes uh, cited a song lyric from one of my favorite bands of all time. They're based in California. They're called the Mother Hips. They've been around like more than 30 years. And it's a tragedy that many people have never even heard of them. They have a song called White Falcon Fuzz. 
uh, which contains the lyric, any legacy of mine is going to be sunshine and I'll leave it behind as a sign of my love for mankind. I'll say it again. Any legacy of mine is going to be sunshine and I'll leave it behind as a sign of my love for mankind. Wow. As I was making those daily videos for such a long time, I felt like those videos would be my legacy. I would leave it behind as a sign of my love for mankind. And it's been almost five years now since I I finished that video series. And, and I think, you know, maybe the simple book of infinity now feels a little bit more like my legacy than those videos, but it's still the same idea. Any legacy of mine is going to be sunshine. It's going to be pointing to laughter and love and infinity and the nature of thought and pronoun. I, I so love it. I'm so glad I chose these three questions for you. All the answers have been really profound. Thank you. Oh, yeah, thank you. Donzan, what an enlightening conversation this has been. For our listeners who are eager to learn more from you and perhaps embark on their transformative journey, where they, can they connect with you? Well, Dave Berman Coaching is still my website. You can see more about Benzan on the website. It's it's still like like a coming out process, you know. <laughs> when the book was published, the Simple Book of Infinity, I had to like begin putting the name Dunzan out everywhere, but DaveBermanCoaching.com is still my website. And uh, the Simple Book of Infinity also, which you can find on my website and on Amazon. And I'm pretty present on Facebook too. Yes, and we will also have your links uh, in the episode notes, of course. As we come to the end of this insightful episode of the Ultimate Coach podcast, I want to extend a heartfelt thank you to our guest, Dan Zan, for sharing his wisdom and inspiration with us today. Dan Zan, your passion for laughter and simplicity is truly infectious, and your innovative approach to coaching has undoubtedly touched the lives of many. To our listeners, I hope you found value in today's discussion and feel inspired to incorporate laughter and simplicity into your own journey of personal growth. Remember, your infinite potential is always within reach. Thank you once again, Danzan, for joining us today. It's been an honor and a pleasure to have you on the show. Until next time, keep seeking, keep growing, and keep embracing the joy of living. Thank you for joining us today. If there's someone you know who could benefit from this conversation, please share this episode with them. Also, check out our website, beingmovement.com. You'll find valuable resources and links to connect to an engaging and wonderfully supportive community. Together, we can inspire and support each other on the path to a greater understanding of being. Until next time, take care and be kind to yourself.